What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is Chris Lazo, your host here on the Conversional Podcast. And today, we're going deeper into your frequently asked questions about public speaking. What do we have in store today? How to engage on Instagram, why you should go live, and how to optimize your space for online speaking. How do creative entrepreneurs make lifelong, raving fans when they communicate? That's the question. This show has the answers. My name is Chris Lazo. Welcome to the Conversional Podcast. How do you engage your Instagram audience? Now, that's a question, and I'm assuming that it's from a public speaking standpoint, meaning we're not talking about posting pictures, which is a whole other area of study and practice. I'm assuming here we're talking about posting videos where we can talk to people from Instagram. Okay, so against that backdrop, here's what I suggest. Remember that it's social, right? This isn't novel. So many Instagram gurus out there are reminding us this is a social media platform. So share things about yourself, put yourself out there, interact with people and comments and likes. It's a social environment. So remembering that it's social. And one of the great ways of doing that is by posting videos of you talking. A lot of times experts in our field love to hide behind the lens and maybe put the attention on our product or service experience. And that is all great. We, we need to do that. But people also want to connect with us. And that's what Instagram is for. That's what social media is for. It's to connect with you. And so whether you're a photographer that needs to be on the other side of the lens, or you're a videographer that needs to show up in your own videos, or you're an entrepreneur that needs to get on a live session and talk with people and interact with them, it's extremely valuable to people. It's how we put social in that term social media. And one of the ways that we can do that is simply uploading videos where we're talking and interacting in a real and authentic way. The thing about Instagram is their algorithm rewards videos, not at the expense of photos, but by mixing it up when there's stories and there's lives and there's photos. And yes, when there's videos, it will reward you. It incentivizes that. So throw a few of them in there from time to time, and you'll notice that it increases your engagement a little bit. Now, as far as speaking videos go, if you wanted some advice on how to bring public speaking into Instagram, I'll give you one thing. And this might be a little frustrating because you've likely heard this over and over, but the truth is, just be real. Be real when you record yourself. Uh, one of the ways that you can do that is by finding your voice on Instagram. What I mean by that is, if you're a quirky and goofy person in real life, you don't need to turn on the professional version of you once you go on Instagram. You just need to figure out how to bring that quirky, goofy person onto Instagram. You need to take your real natural voice and transfer it to that medium. Don't turn into someone else. If you're a nerdy, information-driven type of person in real life and you love just going into detail about stuff, Figure out a way to transfer that, your real and true and authentic self, to Instagram. Because again, it's all about connection. And I don't want to connect with some brand perfect professional 
polished person if that's not actually who you are in real life. So be yourself on the gram. Another thing that you can do to engage your Instagram audience when you speak is to get right to the point. Earlier in another episode, I introduced the 60-second rule, which is based on psychology and something called thin slicing, which states that you have about 60 seconds to make a good first impression when you're speaking in a lecture-style environment. Now, that 60-second rule is exacerbated on Instagram because of the scroll factor. When there are a list of other options to steal people's attention, we need to fight for it even more. And so, the way we do that is getting right to the point. Do not waste those initial few seconds on preliminary issues or housekeeping. Get right to that story. Get right to that claim. Get right to that question you're about to ask. Just get right to it. I just love how Instagram stories are built that way. Stories are 15 seconds long. You can't waste any space. You just need to get right to the point and grab their attention. I think that's a great practice. And so get right to the point. Here's another thing you can do to engage your Instagram audience is just give great value. Great content engages people no matter what the medium is. So give your audience a reason to want to view your Instagram account. Now, if you just post a bunch of cat pictures and selfies by the pool and a random sunset thrown in, and then you go dark and don't post anything at all for two weeks, you know, it might, it might not get as much engagement as if you were posting consistently valuable tips on business entrepreneurship, right? I'm just giving an example, whatever it is for you. Be consistent, give value, and do that over and over. So maybe a question for you, if you haven't already figured this out, is what am I offering on Instagram? Am I just here to occupy space or do I have a purpose and a point? Pick something and then stay consistent with that so that people get used to coming to you for that topic that you're speaking about. The consistency and the value will begin to form an expectation around you that you're an expert that a certain group of people really love to hear from. So be consistent, offer value, and be real. One of the ways we can be real is to just show the real stuff too, you know? Uh, sometimes I'll post stuff on my Instagram account where I'm doing something awesome or I'm speaking at a retreat or something like that. Other times I'll post a story or a picture of me with my kids. Other times I'll post a, a story or a picture of some way that I had to troubleshoot something that wasn't very glamorous at all. Why do we do that? Well, think about this. Because it's real and this is a social environment and people crave that. We're really tired of the advertisements and the polish and the perfection out there. We just want to know that there's some real things out there, real relationships and real people. And so by opening that part of your world to people, not being afraid to show the real you, you're going to connect with the right person. You're going to connect with people in a meaningful and significant way. You're going to break down barriers, which will only endear your Instagram audience even more to you. A couple other things you can do to engage your Instagram audience. You can solicit interaction. Remember that this is social, so ask people questions. Even if you're posting a video and it feels like a monologue, 
and you don't actually get answers back because it's a video, still ask questions, rhetorical questions, because your audience will answer them in their mind and that engages them on an emotional level. Ask questions. Invite them to do something. Call them to action. Even if it's just, hey, hit me in the likes, you know, give me a share, post a comment. Uh, people love that. I love that. When I'm going through an Instagram feed and someone asks me to do something, especially if the content is valuable to me, I love interacting with it. It involves me in something that would ordinarily simply be a one-way monologue. And that's, again, how we're social on Instagram. The last thing you could do is go live. And I'm going to save that one for the next question because somebody actually asked, why do you need to go live on social media? And here's the reason. It's for increased engagement. Increased engagement. Why does going live increase your engagement? Well, for one, it stirs up a little bit of scarcity. That feeling that you are missing out on something important. It's FOMO. When we see that avatar with the circle around it that lets us know, notifies us that somebody is live, there's something different about it. Because it's live, we might not get to see it later, or there might be something in real time that we're missing out on. Sure, it might be archived and we can watch it later, but there's something about seeing that word live that creates a sense of FOMO in people, and they love to tap on it. There's also a sense of authenticity that comes with going live. Even though we might be saying the same thing when we're live as we would in a recorded video, it just feels real. Perhaps it's because we know that even though we're not in proximity to the people commenting and the person recording, that it's all happening at the same time and the timing issue connects us on a meaningful level. The third reason that it increases engagement is the priority of live in Instagram's algorithm. Instagram, Facebook, those platforms reward whenever you go live. In fact, have you ever been scrolling through Instagram and in the stories, right to the left are all the people who are currently live? That's because Instagram, if it sees that you're going live, pushes you to the top of people's feed, which is really awesome when you think about it because if you post a story or you post a photo in your grid, people will see it if it pops up, but Ultimately, and over time, those things disappear with time. But when you go live, Instagram puts you right in front of people who might ordinarily miss you. Some time ago, I did a series with a few people called Let's Talk About It, where we discussed really difficult topics in an interview form with professionals. So, spoke about mental health issues, and I invited a psychologist to discuss mental health with me in an interview form. We spoke about race in the church and invited a prominent black pastor to discuss those things with me. We did the same thing with gender, all sorts of things. And it was really challenging and in some cases controversial subjects in a very casual form. We're just posting these videos on Instagram live and the combination of those two things, important issues on a casual live setting, was one of the most powerful things I think we'd ever done. It was the most engaging. We got the most viewership. Those are the things that people refer to the most. 
It was the most fun, believe it or not, even though we're speaking about some difficult topics, people just loved it. And that element in which people were able to comment and ask questions just made it a little bit more than just an interview between me and a professional. It actually included everybody else so that they could participate and kind of shape the way that things went through their questions. It was awesome. Going live is a great practice for being in front of people in a low-risk environment. And so if you're thinking about going live, here's some tips. The first one is have a plan and a purpose. Even if it's not some huge complex topic, just jot down like, here's what I'm going to talk about and here's the things that I want to hit. That will help you gather your thoughts and make for a great subject. Here's some other things you can do is post the title as a comment and pin it. That way, if people join your live session a little late and they miss your introduction, they'll see what it's all about right there on that pinned comment. Make sure that you're real, just like we've been talking about. This is social media, not some you know stodgy uh, keynote session. It's social. So be real, have fun, be yourself. If you were like me when I first started doing lives and I was like, oh, what if I run out of things to talk about? Or what if nobody answers my questions? What do I do? And I remember asking my friend Carly Mask here in Santa Barbara. She is the CEO of Camp Digital and manages the social media platforms of companies like Spotify, Nike, Affirm, Keds, Orbitz, Hotel California. She's a big deal. And she just gave me this simple tip that was so beneficial and valuable. It was so helpful. She just said, you know, this is a live on Instagram is a platform to interact with people. And so it should be all about questions. But sometimes people need some space to type in those questions. So what you could do is ask a question and then share a little example, right? Share for a few minutes. That way there's no dead space and people who are asking questions can kind of get their questions in. And so an example of this might be like, I'll be on Instagram Live. I'll use this as an example. I'll be like, hey, what'd you guys think of this podcast episode? Or what was most challenging about it? So I ask the question and then I kind of fill in the next few minutes by sharing maybe what was most challenging to me. And then by that time, you might get a few questions in and then you can answer them and it'll be seamless. It was so simple, but that like revolutionized my my Instagram living because I just, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, nobody's answering these questions. They must hate it. But no, they just needed some time to fill out some questions and I needed to fill up that space so that they could. Here's some topic ideas if you're wondering what you should talk about or do when you do an Instagram Live, bring on a guest. Bring someone who's good at something and talk about that. Another thing you could do is go behind the scenes. If you're a business person and you're used to posting your product or your service or experience or stuff like that, well, do something where you take people behind the scenes about what it's really like. I remember watching a a post by the author Nikki Barthelmes and she had just released a couple books and she, she posted this photo that just got me so good. She was like, this is what people think being an author is like. And then she followed that up with like a post about you know, speaking engagements and people lining up to get autographs. And then she's all, and this is what being an author is actually like. 
and she followed that up with a video of herself on the couch with her newborn baby like crawling on her laptop and she's like trying to she's trying to punch in these uh, you know punch in these words for her book and it's just a mess and I love that stuff you know going behind the scenes showing people what it's really like it's a great way to connect with people another thing you can do of course is to pump a product go live and talk about your product but the reason you're going live is to interact with people, get their questions, their interactions, their thoughts. Other things you can do is tell a story. You can also give tips and insights. You can do a frequently asked questions episode like I'm doing here for this podcast. Those are some things you could do if you want to go live and going live will deepen your interaction and engagement with your Instagram audience using public speaking. Here's a closing hack before we move into the final question. Do you want to know when your followers are actually on before you post that story or that photo? You can use live for that without ever hitting record. Just hit the live button as though you're about to go live and you'll see at the top, I love this hack, you'll see at the top where it has the amount of your followers that are currently on Instagram. And you'll, you'll notice that at certain times of day, people are on more than others. I love that one. That's a freebie. You can take that one with you. <laughs> Here's the last question that somebody asked is how to optimize your space for online speaking. How do you optimize the space that you're in for online speaking? Now this has primarily to do with audio. We'll get to video in a second because some of you are speaking on YouTube or Instagram, Facebook. But let's deal with audio first because public speaking is first of all about audio. You want to get a good mic. There's really no way around this. Audio is extremely important. You can have mediocre video and people still forgive you as long as the audio is great. However, people will rarely forgive poor audio even if the videography is immaculate. Okay? So in the world of videography and audio, audio is king. And microphones can help with that, but they can also get pretty pricey. You can spend a lot of money on microphones and maybe you don't want to. So depending on where you're at in your digital speaking journey, here's some ways to invest without breaking your wallet. You can actually get a $15 lapel mic on Amazon Prime that sounds fantastic. Absolutely incredible. I just said incredible. I don't know if that's a, is that a word? Incredible. There are also some affordable entry-level podcast mics, too. I'm using one. I'm using the Rode podcasting mic, and it's, you know, maybe about a hundred or so dollars. It's pretty affordable. If you're on the move or you just don't want to be wired up, you can use a shotgun mic. Those work really well. If you don't have a mic yet, but you want to make sure your audio is as best as it can be, just make sure that the room you're recording in is quiet. So here's a secret. I'm recording this podcast in my laundry room. For those of you following me on Instagram, you saw the, the series of stories I posted. <laughs> my kids are all in the house right now. That's usually where I podcast. I have a desk there, but they're all inside. And I needed a place to pump out some episodes, but I need a quiet place. So I'm outside in the shed where all of our laundry stuff is. And so I got all this stuff set up, towels everywhere, just to make it quiet. So how does it sound? Is it good? Should I stay in the laundry room? Hit me up on the gram or at chris at chrislazo.com <laughs> and let me know if you like my current studio. But I just kind of threw it together. That's what you got to do. 
Nobody sees it. They just hear it. Fortunately, internal microphones in our phones and laptops these days are better than they've ever been. So if that's all you've got, it's okay. Just make sure the room is quiet. Kill the echoes. If you have hardwood floors, throw a carpet down. Or you can do what I did in the first couple episodes. I actually did a couple podcast episodes in the closet. I did one in my bed under the covers. Whatever I could do to make it perfectly quiet so all you hear is me. (laughs) If you do want to level up the overall quality of your videos without spending thousands of dollars on equipment, I gotta say, audio is the simple and affordable way to do that. You'll be surprised at what a dedicated microphone can do. Here's some last things to keep in mind. Uh, Be yourself. Don't turn on the professional voice when you're speaking. I know we're talking about optimizing our space for online speaking, but I just got to go back to that same thing I keep riffing on. Just be yourself. If you be yourself, you'll find some people out there who will become your audience because they connect with who you are. And if you're doing all of this on video, meaning you're recording YouTube, you're recording for Facebook, Instagram, you're going live, maybe doing a webinar, there's all sorts of other things that you want to keep in mind that you might not have to keep in mind if it's just a podcast. That's things like making sure there's flattering light, make sure you're by the strongest source of light and that it's hitting you in a flattering way. For example, getting something like a ring light that's bigger than 18 inches across so that it uh, flatteringly lights your face. If you can't get a light right now, just sit next to a window with indirect sunlight shooting through. Make sure you're as close to the window as possible so that the light uh, kind of lays down on you in the most flattering way. Make sure there's nothing brighter than you in the background. In fact, background is a huge thing. If you want to optimize your space for online speaking, make sure the background behind you is not distracting. There's nothing coming out of your head like a coat, you know, a coat rack or a bunch of bras hanging on the doorknob behind you, <laughs> things like that. I would invest in a tripod so that your camera isn't shaky. The more still that thing is, the less distracting it will be and the more engaged people will be in what you have to say. Finally, if you have a camera on you, look directly through the lens. Why? Because that's what mimics eye contact and the way that we are most engaged with people is when they're looking at our eyes. The way we mimic that and replicate that on camera is by looking directly through the lens, not at the viewfinder, okay? Or the monitor, whatever it is that you look at, which is tempting because we wanna make sure that there's nothing in our teeth (laughs) and that we're framed well, but it looks weird to the viewer. It looks like the, the speaker is looking just slightly past our head, which is always a weird feeling. So make eye contact by looking straight directly into the lens, get a tripod, make sure you have a simple, flattering background that isn't distracting and make sure that the the main source of light is on your face. That's what we got today for this episode of Conversional Speaking. Can't wait to join you next time.